0: Hey guys, this is Blake Richardson from Between the Bear to Me, the best freaking band in the whole world. You're listening to Into the Pitcast, the best podcast in the entire world. Take it easy.
1: This is
2: Into the metal, rock, and between. Yeah!
3: What's going on? everybody i'm rocco cortez god don't sound so excited man
2: <laughs>
1: ah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is my second time here today yeah it is it is we had a we had a
3: very fucking awesome morning we will get to that uh i have not updated my spotify playlist because who gives a shit uh mikey have you
1: I had a few things
3: You know what I'm probably going to add That Black Dahlia murder song yeah, I mean, That was pretty yeah. fucking metal
1: I had a few things so We're, we're
3: going to talk about that A little later uh, What else is going on Billy Eilish Billy Eilish
1: She's dumb Bi- or Whatever
3: Lots of Grammys Lots of Grammys uh, Guilty Pleasure
1: Do we know any shows Off top of our heads I know we ain't got a list Between the Bird of Me Shit
3: BT Bam <laughs> yeah, yeah, be here. Um, who else? Man, no, I don't.
1: Executioners are playing sometimes. Executioner. Yeah. Executioner. Damn it, dude. You always say executioner. Every fucking time. Because you're Mexicano, uh, dude. You're fucking exec- <laughs> Executioner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my Mexicano my like country because apparently I have a, a country accent when I do my command voice. La! Yeah, dude. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't see. It's a mixture. <laughs> that's a, That's a true Tex-Mex mixture. Oh. So,
2: but we're doing Tony's birthday bash at Zombies on February twenty-second. Oh, party with uh, us, Hollow Ground and Got tribute band party. Uh, terror and Hubris, yes. And then Animosity, who is a Seven Dust tribute band. Oh,
1: cool. Animosity is a Lincoln Park tribute band. Nah, man. Am I thinking of? You're
2: thinking of somebody else.
1: Just stop. Oh, it is Animosity. No, I'm thinking of a, a reanimation. Air. Yeah. So there's an anima. There's an anima in there. <laughs> I'm going to give you a real Am good I anima, bad? Dog. Right so on. So is this Tony Montana's birthday? Yes. Okay. Please show up. Just making sure
3: no pants couldn't be here today. Our Jamie, sorry, no yeah, pants. Jamie.
1: He's on a date getting laid, probably. Yeah, with a guy. Probably. <laughs> I told him, make her call him Alex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you mean
1: make him call him?
2: No, oh, make her God. call him Alex.
1: Make him call him. No. Oh, is it a dude? That, probably.
2: Probably, I would doubt it. Well, on that note, why don't we just
3: get to the meat and potatoes of this episode? We were very fortunate to have an interview this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Who do we interview, Alex? The
2: best fucking drummer in the world.
1: <laughs> I am pretty sure Rocco was touching himself during this interview. It was well, it was down. Skype, so he would have saw it
3: yeah he would have saw it, so i had to i had to contain myself That's cause true. it was yeah it was a skype call, so know,
2: yeah, no, it was pretty it was pretty awesome, yeah, it was super cool, so this dude who what <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> what huh
3: what did you write something down yeah no, I didn't write anything down Come we're keeping on. our we're keeping
2: you know. our audience in suspense here. <laughs> So we uh, interviewed Blake uh, Richardson. Richardson. Why am I thinking of the other Richardson?
3: You're thinking of uh, the guitar player.
2: Yeah, Keith.
3: Why? No, (laughs) I don't know. Because they they're both Richardson. Damn it. Yeah, but no, we didn't talk to that guy. Yeah, we didn't talk talk to to that 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 guy. Blake Richardson. Blake Richardson of. Between the buried and the me, the best fucking band in the whole y'all never thought we could world. do that, could you? <laughs> <laughs> we pulled that shit we off. We did it. We made it happen, man. We made it happen.
2: How do we make it happen? <laughs> uh, I made it happen
1: more we than did. anything mm-hmm. with a fucking
2: dick pic. <laughs> yeah, you're those guys, man. Follow me everywhere. See me
3: taking pictures. Blake, sorry. No, but he was really cool. It was really nice for him to chat with us for a little while and. Uh, guess we'll just take you to that interview right now without any further ado there's nothing really real to say do it up. all right here we go there we go well i'm about to have a fucking heart attack right now (laughs) uh we're very lucky to have mr blakey steaky aka blake the snake probably the best fucking drummer in the world and the best goddamn band in the world mr blake richardson of between the buried that's
2: right what's up man that's
0: that's highly debatable right there those are are some some high tier facts we got you're spitting out there. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm quite there yet.
3: No man, no, absolutely. You're uh you're one of the greats right now, dude. And it, it's it's great to see that BT Bam is playing real instruments. You know, it's nice to hear real drums on fucking records, dude.
0: It is, man. We've always kind of kept that uh that mindset whenever we're in recording mode. Like we don't like to do now as far as like demos and pre production and stuff like that. It's it's you know drum programs and things of that nature is such a great useful tool and you know i use them as far as like composing stuff goes but as far as the the finished final product yeah it's got to be it's got to be a real drum kit and it's freaking it's awesome too cuz we've gotten to the point where like the budgets have gotten a little bit better so we can do like we can go rent out like pretty nice studios to do the drums in because honestly it's like that's where the biggest variable is as far as your recording production goes, um, wherever you do the, pretty much you can do vocals and you can do guitars anywhere, but the drum room specifically is kind of a big deal because there's, there's so much involved in how, how big it needs to be and how, you know, all the, the, the inc- int- intricacies of how the acoustic sound within a drum room, like, can make or break a, a, a drum sound for sure. But yeah, man, keeping it a real, dog. Absolutely,
3: that's awesome. Um, did Jans do these last two?
0: Yeah, Yans did um, Coma Ecliptic and uh, Automata One and Two, and we we had known about him for years. Uh, I think it was. Dan's suggestion For when we were doing A Coma Ecliptic Just to see Because honestly We're very weary To reach out To other producers And other people mix And, and stuff like that Because honestly The couple times That we've done it In the past It wasn't What we Hoped it would be Honestly Like it was yeah. we, we thought You know The theory behind it Was like Oh yeah You know It'd be cool To get another set Of ears behind it But the two times, or the the few times that we did that, it just didn't. The the other pers- people that we were working with just kind of di- didn't get what we were going for. But so with the gins, it was like, especially with Coma Ecliptic, we were kind of like, well, this is our last straw, man. It's like this is this is a dude we're gonna reach out to this guy. If this guy can't get what we're going for, then we're screwed because it's just no one can get it. But he got it, man. I remember getting that first mix back from him coma ecliptic and it was it was crazy like he just totally knows he's got a a whole formula to how he does um bands that are kind of in our world because he we have so much instrumentation going on it's cool that he can he can kind of like dial it in to to make it you know make a lot more sense uh, but as far as recording goes, we'll always record with Jamie. Like he's just the best. And as far from a producing standpoint, he's um, he's just the man. Like he's he's for one thing, he lives like ten minutes down the road from me, so that's mm-hmm. awesome. But he uh, but yeah, he's just an incredible dude to work with, man. He's he's like a we treat him like a, a six member pretty much.
3: Yeah, yes, you awesome. talking about uh, Jamie King and uh, Bergen. Uh, I Jans saw Bergen. Bergen. Um, I saw the uh, the nail mix with uh, with Jamie King. I didn't get to watch it with Jan's, but um, but yeah, Jamie, God, just the way he uh, like approaches things with EQ like blew my mind. Like he uh, he started just doing everything with EQ, like just going track by track with just EQ. And when he would when he bypass everything, it was like, holy shit, man! It's like that's just EQ, you know? He's not compressing. He's mm-hmm. not, you know doing all these crazy tips and tricks you know it was it's just he's he's incredible he's incredible and so is Yawns because because coma yeah coma he's such,
0: like he's got such an ear for that sort of stuff
3: yeah coma eclectic is by far my my favorite album it, it's it's incredible oh, dude. Right. That's awesome. yeah man it's it's untouchable dude it's a masterpiece
0: dude thank you that's freaking you're you're in a weird percentile because there's people that like that that's their record like colors it's colors for some people and then there's like a a rare percentile of people that are like coma Coma's my one dude that's my bt bam record that's that's cool to hear though man that's that's awesome yeah mine
2: would be alaska that would be yeah, my, yeah, you, that would, my bt bam record would definitely be alaska that but we, uh, we've been following you guys since the Silent Circus, man. We've heard everything that you guys have put out, and we are huge, huge fans. Actually, our rating system, we should probably talk about our rating system Oh for, yeah, Blake, for, for uh, Mr. Rocco here. Yeah, dude, we have,
3: a, we have a rating system. Every week we, uh, we review a song or an album, and uh, we do one to ten jalapenos because we're Mexican. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, ten jalapenos is BT Bam, dude. Uh, BT Bam's untouchable. Number, number nine, nine Jalapenos, Dream Theater.
0: All right, all right, yeah. And,
3: and then eight Jalapenos, Limp biscuit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think biscuit should be a little higher. But that's how it is. <laughs> don't tell them that, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean,
3: Metallica could put out an album tomorrow, and the highest they're going to get is 7.9, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But, dude, I mean, they... They got the legacy, dude. They got the Black Album. It's like they're they're freaking, you know, Ride the Lightning. Everything, anyway, everything pretty much Black Album, and then before that, it's like they they could do they could put out whatever, and they still have that legacy of those earlier records. Oh, absolutely. fine, so they're, they're they're chilling.
3: Yeah, but they don't have Coma Ecliptic, so whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Going back on the on the drum talk a little bit, um, since you know a lot of these newer bands. Seem to really uh, like heavily rely on sampling the drums and that kind of thing. Have you guys ever recorded anything in a full in a band, like a like a room together as a band instead of uh, individual tracks?
0: Oh yeah, like like a straight up live tracking. Yeah, man.
2: How do you feel about that? We
0: did that for the. Um, we've only done it for like a live DVD thing. We did that for uh, Future Sequence, the Parallax Two thing. We we recorded that live together in a room like it you know more or less it was it was just a it was a recital of that record but i mean honestly like we were so well versed in the material at that point like we probably could have just done a straight up raw live recording of that thing like in the studio had we been able to rehearse that stuff as much as we we had before the only other time but as far as like the finished final product for like an actual release. Uh, I think the first, the self-titled BT Bam record was live tracked together. Like everyone, I think they did that in Jamie's basement, like in freaking 2001 or something like that. Wow. Or maybe like late thousand. I think they all did that together. Cause he, he dug up like those old, he dug up like the, the old pro tools session of that the other day. And, um, it's hilarious Like you'll solo If you solo out Like the bass You can hear like drums In the background right, And right. Stuff. solo out like guitar You can hear like cymbal bleed and, and stuff like that So it's It's wild man Yeah that's like Now we kind of just do it though as in, in chunks Like I'll do Drums first And then um, Then we'll kind of go from there
2: Very cool
3: Hey dude are you still uh, Recording tracks from memory?
0: Um, so the, I, I usually do the only time that I used like this past record that we did, we did automata and I used, I used an actual, um, scratch track for the, that had guitars on it and, and a little bit of bass and stuff like that. Just because it wasn't necessarily for me, it was more so for when we have the, final product like when they're recording their guitar and stuff like that and we start adding layers it just gives them like a reference point because we have so many changes and and so much stuff going on um that they need to they need to have something to reference it's like oh what was i playing there it's like okay i can solo out that scratch guitar track and go in for that so honestly it was more for them i got it i'm good like I don't want to that crap. But, um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: For real, dude. Guitar players suck. We do. We totally suck. I suck, dude. <laughs> Can't stay on time at all. <laughs> <laughs> all open one, open one, open one. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous, dude. No, I'm
0: freaking. <laughs> what, what Paul and Dusty and Dan do. It's like I don't understand it. It's freaking. It's it's insane, man. Yes. Like I don't know how their 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 fingers move like that. It's it's beyond me, dude.
2: How you guys remember all that stuff is beyond a lot of us. So and we I actually had the opportunity to, to uh, open up for you guys in my old band like 10 years ago so uh in Wichita Falls, Texas uh we opened up for you guys and Within Ruins and we got the uh, Yeah, man. My uh my guitar player Adrian and I had the chance to see you from the side of the stage and it was more than a treat to see you perform right there in front of us. You are a freaking monster of a drummer man. So, dude,
0: that's sick. Yeah, that's man. crazy. Like uh, oh man yeah that was okay if, so if that was like within the ruins
2: that was it was like 2010, 2011? no no it had yeah, to have
0: been twenty ten dude whoo, yeah that was back in the day yeah that's <laughs> that's awesome there, yeah that man. was
2: that was a killer show man
0: heck yeah
3: was that great Mr Ect time
2: that I believe so
0: yep yeah because so. we let's see Mr Ect came out like two thousand nine so yeah we were we were still touring touring off that.
2: Right now, cool. Well let's talk
0: about that since we, we yeah, got on that.
3: Speaking of Great Misdirect, um, why was it was it remixed and remastered or just remastered?
0: I think uh no, we we re remixed that too. Jamie uh Jamie remixed that that bad boy for us. We um we did it because there were certain I feel like the, the original version just had, like, an overbearing sense of loudness to it. Like, it had clarity. You could tell what was going on. And it definitely had, like, an identity as far as, like, a mix goes. But there was just little things here and there that we couldn't, because of, like, how far we pushed it in the mix, there was just little nuances that we wanted to kind of bring to light. Um, so we that's that's kind of what we... Wanted to go for with the remix and stuff like that, but as far as like, and then I think he kind of he probably touched a little bit on the on the EQ the overall EQ for the for the remastering, but yeah, I don't know I don't know the science behind it, man. I'm a freaking idiot. So, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it up, dude.
3: why are y'all touring uh, Great Misdirect now?
0: Uh, because we missed the opportunity to do it last year. <laughs> right. On. But 2019 was like like the 10 year that would have been perfect cuz it was it would have been the 10 year thing and um we because of like the way that our tour cycle flowed we just wouldn't be able to fit it in um so and we knew we wanted to do something like honoring that album playing it in its entirety either on a small scale or a big s- scale, we were debating on, it's like, well, should we just do, like, a couple shows on the East Coast, a couple shows on the West Coast? And then we were like, well, people aren't going to really care if it's, like, a year late, so let's just do, you know, better late than never, let's just do a whole tour and and do the whole thing in um, in 2020. So we figured that'd be a, a good time to do it, man. Right on. That's cool.
2: What is the, the, uh, the Alaska 20-year... Uh, thing gonna um, happen huh? <laughs> like oh four oh five yeah that's when it we're came out that's, that.
0: cool. that's probably i'm probably gonna have to slow that thing down by like 20 <laughs> percent. good god weird that, that like when i listen to a lot of that stuff now it's like that was so fast because that was i think we did that to we did that one pretty raw as far as like the drums go we didn't do it to a click or anything like that so it was just kind of you know i was i was going for it man, yeah, I, was just, man. I just i just and started blasting, dude. I don't really. I was, <laughs> I was just trying to go as fast as I possibly could with every single part. But yeah, but the, you can tell. I mean, that's kind of what's cool about that record is it has it doesn't have this like super structured, rigid flow. Right, it. and that's
2: probably why I like it so much, man. Like we talked about earlier, I think a lot of people rely on the how polished it sounds, everything in the studio nowadays with the you know too much production. So that album for me just sounds so raw and real, and you can hear. even then even if it's not on a click it's so precise to my ears it's excellent
0: yeah it's it's like it's tight still right absolutely it doesn't have like i don't know it doesn't have that rigidness to it i I know what you mean and honestly it's like it's it's cool that there's i mean there's bands that are still kind of doing that like i'm pretty sure that new the latest car bomb didn't do a click uh, i think either i think he keeps that stuff pretty raw yeah um Cause he's, but honestly, that stuff's so crazy. I don't know how you could construct like a click track to that anyways, <laughs> exactly. like, or, you know, to the, for that matter. Um, cause those, those time signatures are so insane, but yeah, it's cool. Like it, it just, you know, it works for some bands and for some it doesn't, I think we got into doing having some sort of like click track involved when we started writing for, um, colors because we, we kind of wanted it. there was a lot of the stuff in riff land that was going on as as far as stuff that they were doing with the guitars that they were just barely pushing the limits on how much they could do. And so it was saying, we were saying, it's like, well, this is like five PPMs faster. It's just going to be borderline unplayable or sloppy. So if, if we can lock them in to these, these times, like that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's personal preference. People people like that sort of polished sense of of having a very rigid time right. uh, structure to everything, and then some. people just like that organic flow to it. Alaska yeah, definitely it had that. Like it, everything about that record is very like organic feeling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Qu- uh, the, my quintessential song has to be Selkie's, just because you can. Every element of Between the Bear and Me is in that song for me. And yeah, can you, can you tell me like, a little bit more about that song and uh, you know what the, what it's about the the writing process of that who came up with the 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 melody yeah. how how it came about.
0: Uh, freaking. Let's see. So Paul, I think, had that whole guitar ending, um, kind of mapped out. Like he had written that whole the infamous, um, uh, arpeggiated sweep solo right. section, all that stuff underneath that chord progression. Um, And then I'm pretty sure Tommy got involved with, like, making it kind of a clean part, too, and then, like, building into that big section at the end. Um, And then that that one was, like, a really good collaborative effort because I think Dan wrote some stuff on that. Dusty wrote some stuff on that, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dan wrote that the beginning lick on the keyboard and guitar that whole that that thing that whole like instrumental E section. Um but yeah, that was like that just sort of was a cool culmination of like if you were to pick a greatest hit, that would definitely be one of them as far as like our discography goes, but to represent that record that's a that's a good one to pick too, man. It's just kind of got everything in it. It's got like the clean melodic sections. It's got the very borderline neoclassical sounding mm-hmm. guitar stuff. It's got uh, but it's got that bra, you know, crazy breakdowny sort of stuff, and then borderline hardcore ish sort of riff, yep. riff going on. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, good blending of the minds on that
2: one, dude. That's super cool to hear, man. And the fact that it was written pretty much like from the end to the beginning instead of the other way around, that's uh, that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. You know, usually oh it, it's like you start with the little, the, the main riff and then everything kind of builds on that and this one's complete opposite of that. That's really yeah.
0: cool. Yeah, like, I think like we knew, like Dan knew like he had that guitar that that melody the one the the metal melody that was in seven so that'd be a cool way to open it like with this cool kind of instrumentally section and then paul said well it might be cool to end it with his big epic guitar solo so we kind of just filled in the gaps from there good call paul yeah for sure yeah. <laughs> he, knows, he knows what he's doing every now and again <laughs> dude
3: are y'all playing selkies on the tour
0: uh, we'll see, man. We're doing we're 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 trying to map out our uh, our set list as we speak. We, I mean, we're doing Mister Act for sure. Um, but it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a long set that's or a long show just for just for one band. Um, we just did a we just did a evening with thing in Europe, uh, this um in two thousand nineteen. And that was the first kind of evening with thing we've ever done. So that was like our first experience in that whole whole sort of thing. And it ended up being like we, we played like an hour, then took like 10 minutes, then played another hour, and then did like a 15-minute encore. So all in all, it was like a two-and-a-half-hour show, I guess, uh, to a certain extent. And, dude, that first show, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, man. Like this. <laughs> and then I was like, and then the second show was like, all right, I, I feel a little bit better, but it's still insane. Third show, I was like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. And then within like a week, I was like, it kind of somewhat became normalized. Um, I mean, it was still, you know, you still at the end of the day, you're just completely exhausted, but, um, but still actually the act of, of doing it, you you managed to to get through it pretty easily. And in the song, it was kind of cool because it it didn't really get boring because the the dynamic of the set was so eclectic, like it just had so many ups and downs and it had a cool flow to it, uh, that it never really got boring. So it kind of just you you'll be playing and you realize it's like, oh, we're almost done with like the second set. And it's like that felt like nothing. Um, so it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's a, at the end of the day, like the physicality of it is one thing, but the mental aspect of it, of conquering sets that long is, is another thing too. And then it gave me a whole new respect for dudes like, you know, bands like dream theater and stuff, where it's like, if they play under an hour and a half,
3: that's, short. that's like
0: for that's, short, that's that, short yeah like their fans will be like disappointed if they play under 90 minutes, it's mm-hmm. like good.
3: Yeah, man. If Dream Theater can do it, you can. You guys can do it for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we we did it once, so we're gonna, <laughs> in, man. We're gonna give this one a go,
3: dude. The only thing you need to do is put your cymbals a little higher, like Mangini.
0: Oh shit! Oh, dude. No, no, That's ergonomic. My shoulders huh? will pretty much like pop out of the socket, dude. I don't know, like, I that. It's like I'm too and I got to keep everything kind of low.
3: We went to go see um. um Last summer, last fall in Austin, and they played uh, Metropolis Part 2 in its entirety.
0: Dude, I missed that tour. I wanted to see it so bad because that's like my that's my favorite record. Like that one and then right under Images and Words is like right under that. Um, and then like Change of Seasons is in there somewhere. But that's like, oh, that's such a good record, man.
3: I think Train of Thought is probably my number two. Yeah, train of Thought for sure.
0: Really? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, that's another, yeah, people have that one. Like, that's their, their number one, or at least in their top, like, three. Um, yeah, that's, that's that one saw too. Yeah, it's funny when you start, like, remembering how much discography that band has, and yeah. like, the stuff that's on each record, you're like, damn. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus, they're good.
3: Dude, Pull Me Under was like in the 80s, wasn't it? Or like 90s. I, I
0: think it was early yeah. 90s, actually. Yeah. Early 90s. Hey, back, dude. And that song still rips, dude. Yep. Yep. It's
3: what awesome. Else, what else we got?
2: Let's see. All right, Blake. So we have a segment here on the show called Who Did It Better, where we take okay. an original band with the original song and a cover from another band who did the same song, and we basically compare and say who did it better. This week, we have Hole in the Sky by Black Sabbath, also covered by Pantera. Who do you mm. think did it better?
0: Oh, dude. Man, I'm going to be honest. I might have to go with uh, Pantera on that. Wow.
2: Can't blame you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We're from yeah. Texas, man. Like, Come on. <laughs> saying, I'm not saying like, Black Sabbath is Black Sabbath. Like That's like... You can't take away the fact that they were the originators of that song and, you know, of of a whole sound in general. But if I were to pick one to listen to, it's like I like I like that cover. Like, I just yeah, I think it's sure. I think the way they did it is just awesome.
3: Very All cool. right. Guilty pleasures, Blake. Right now, our guilty pleasure is probably what? Billie Eilish. Billie maybe? Eilish. Yeah, you know, cause we're, you know, <laughs> so, we're no, just, we're yeah, we're metalheads. We're supposed to love metal, right? But hey, everybody's got yeah, a guilty yeah. pleasure. Who's your guilty pleasure right now?
0: Um, no, she's good. She's like, uh, she she pops up on my Spotify feed every now and again. She had that she had that one single that just came out recently that I actually kind of like. It's it's a little bit more mellow. It's not like the it's it's not the bad guy stuff right. where it's like super kind of poppy or whatever. Ooh, okay. Let's see. This this will be good. Guilty play. You know what? Let me look on my phone. Go ahead. I'll sure. be right do it to it, playlist. <laughs> oh, dude, you want to know what's funny? Um, you know that girl? Uh, she's actually on Sumerian. Uh, this girl Poppy.
2: Yeah, I, I have heard of her. Actually, I haven't heard her music, but I've heard of her.
0: Dude, it's in a weird way. I want to know whoever writes that stuff because I have a feeling that they might be. Either like Mr. Bungle or like Fantomos fans in a way, because there's one song in particular where it does so many genre shifts, and I was like, "Dude, this is actually kind of sick." Like the way <laughs> that they structured the song, it's like whoever wrote this stuff, they know what they're doing, man. Didn't like we, they're pretty. Didn't we talk about
3: it on one of the podcasts? And I they were saying so. it's like an American uh, baby metal.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, like she's doing that sort of stuff too um but those the couples that that one song in particular that i've heard is just like dude that's that's actually kind of awesome okay and then other other ones like let's see i mean i'll catch myself singing along to some some t-swift every now and again yeah man (laughs) uh, (laughs) new t-swift or
2: old t-swift (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: well, kind of like not the latest record, but everything. Like, and I didn't really listen to a lot of her old stuff either. Um, but dude, that that documentary that just came out on Netflix. Me and me and the wife who watched that, and then I was like thinking about it, and then the next day I was, <laughs> I told Chris I was like, you know what? that's what's not that bad like, <laughs> <laughs> in, like her writing process and stuff like that i was like that's kind of cool like i i back that man yeah um, she co-writes then,
2: a lot of her stuff it's not all written by her that's you know that's,
0: yeah that's right yeah it's like it's you know it's respectable um i, I feel like that's kind of cool but then um i'm not gonna call I'm, i mean this is just outside of metal as far as stuff that i listen to this is not like a this is not a guilty pleasure at all but i'm a big like casey musgraves fan like i love her her past two records um she's got you know the whole like mellow country dolly parton sort of thing going on and i'm not really like the biggest country guy either like honestly that might be the one genre where i'd pretty much consistently consistently like stay away from yeah but yeah, she's she's up there, man. Dude, uh, Casey
3: Musgraves does a cover of Melakaliki Maka, and oh,
0: no, her dude, it's awesome.
3: Her vocal is like perfect. Like yeah. it's yeah. so good. Like it's breathy. Yeah,
0: they did whole Christmas album. I was like, that's perfect.
3: Yeah, and like she's singing it so beautifully. It's like she's not even trying, and it's just like sexy dude like it's a sexy ass vocal yeah
0: dude, we um it was funny because i didn't know about him till like till we played bonnaroo in 2015 and uh we played the same stage as them she was going on right after us so i was like
3: killer lineup (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: right that's what's awesome about bonnaroo is like it's the most it is the most widest range of artists and, and genres that you'll ever see in a festival. But dude, the vibe is awesome. Like that was one of the best shows we were worried. Cause we were like, dude, is going to be like a bunch of hippies. They're not going to really like dig what we're doing. It's like, we're playing, we're going to be up there like playing metal and stuff, dude. It was the opposite. It was like, there was a pit. People were stoked. Like it was, it was one of the best fest borderline, maybe the best festival show that we've ever played um so i was like setting up and then um casey musgraves were going on after us so their drummer was like setting up their stuff and this, this dude scott and he came up he was like he introduced himself he's like oh man you know i'm big i love colors and like a big bt band fan blah, blah blah and um and then we've we've since then established like a cool relationship so we'll i'll, I'll catch him out on the road every now and again and um I was like, oh, cool. And we found out in conversation, like, we shared a lot of uh, degrees of separation as far as, like, friends that we knew. And um, and I was like, oh, cool, man. Who are you playing for? It's like, I play for this girl, Casey Musgraves. It's like kind of chill, mellow, Dolly Parton-esque sort of uh, country stuff. I was like, cool. I'll come check it out. And uh, we played, and then there was, like, a break for an hour, and then they went went and played, and we, got to, we went to go get something to eat, catering and stuff like that. like, so let's go check out that Casey Musgraves girl and dude her the tent was packed like the the her show like the set was like there was people out to the edge of that tent because this was like right as she was kind of sort of blowing up and dude it was awesome i was like we i was going there just to kind of say like just go watch it for a little bit catch out catch a song it's like we watched the entire set i was like dude every song is super catchy like super chill everyone like the visuals she had was cool um but yeah that's my um that's definitely i I won't even go so far to say is that's a that's a guilty pleasure i'll say that's a that's a legitimate pleasure
2: that's a legitimate sure. pleasure that's rad man i'm gonna have to check her out now after she's great after yeah. what you just said <laughs>
3: we're right on blake it looks like we're running low on time man um you got time for like just a couple more quick ones real fast yeah sure um Who is who is your biggest drumming influence? Like right now, my real big kick is uh, Daniel Glass.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, he's 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 killing it. I'm like drumming influence of all time, or just like at the moment. Uh, either
3: one, either one, at the the moment. moment. Yeah, at the moment, at the moment, moment, right now.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Let's see. I'll I'll start with like. So as far as like all time goes, like uh, Thomas Hake from Meshuggah is, like yes, he's definitely up there. And then I've got your staples like Dennis Chambers, uh, Simon Phillips is up there, Weckl, Caluda, like all those those the big wig dudes. Uh, lately, I've been into Mark Juliana, who's like this this jazz dude. There's this kid, uh, JD Beck, who I think he's from Southern California. But he's like 17, maybe. Uh, but dude, he he does a lot of kind of D sort of playing, like it's very stripped down, like kick, snare, hat sort of stuff. But the way he's got like really cool metric modulation with with what he can do with just those three things, and it's just fun to watch. Like he's it's it's sick, man. He plays with this girl, uh, this keyboard player girl that's like a total complete shredder like it's to the point where it's i can't even fathom what the hell she's doing because it's it's uh it's just god tier keyboard playing um but yeah he's he's been fun to watch like there's there's dude there's like when you go on instagram man there's there's drummers out the wazoo that are just total shredders so it's it's kind of cool to kind of focus your attention on just a few at a time. Cause you can just get overwhelmed with how much talent there is out there. But yeah, man, he's, he's up there for sure. Um, I like, and then like, you know, little, little nuggets here and there, I like the drummer that You. I can't even pronounce his name cause he's got some Danish name. That's like, <laughs> just I can't, <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm going to butcher it, butcher it so bad that I'm not even going to try it. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a bunch out there man, but as, as, as far as metal goes, I need to like kind of work my way into uh, into that world again. Yeah. Oh, you've know been been watching a lot lately. Is that dude Marco uh guy he played for Rings of Saturn, he played on like uh, the, the latest Sleep Terror record. I, I forget his last name, but he's he's Lord Marco on Instagram. But dude, it's so fast. His playing is so fast. It's like, like I'll just watch his clips and I'm just laughing. Like it's so <laughs> fast that it's just humorous. It's to the point where it's just, it's pure humor. Um, but God, he's so talented, man. Like he's just, he's so dedicated as far as that technique that he's, that he's come up with and, and how he can, he can play that fast. So it's, it's just it's fascinating to watch dudes like that play, man. It's it's kind of cool.
2: That's awesome, man. We will end with one more question. And Got it. this one is what is your favorite BT BAM album? it's
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> always a uh, difficult one
2: for artists. I understand that.
3: Damn. Coma. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I> just, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Coma. Dude, as far as like a I love everything that we've done, like I'm proud of, of everything that we've put out. Uh, and there's definitely things that, um, like stand out on each record that I'm always a big fan of. But as far as an entirety goes, I think my personal favorite is, is probably Parallax 2. Parallax 2. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that, the way that that was structured, the way it flowed, um, just as far as an album goes, like, I was, that one's probably, yeah, I, I feel pretty confident saying that's my personal favorite, for sure.
3: Right on. Badass Blake. Hey, do you yeah. mind just hanging on a couple quick minutes after we stop pressing record? Yeah, sure. Well, all right, Blake, we, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, it's truly an honor having you. On our on our little podcast, yeah, man.
2: Thanks so much for doing this. We really appreciate you. Of
0: course, man. Thank you for having me.
3: We look forward to seeing you in San Antonio, June fourth. June fourth. Yeah, we will be there. Yep, got my tickets already, man. In hand.
0: Heck yeah, dude. We'll be hanging.
3: (laughs) All right, Blake. Thanks so much, man.
0: All right, brother. Okay. Good night. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's it.
2: How do you top
3: that?
1: Uh, It's pretty hard to.
3: How do you top it? Tiny Top It. Chubby
1: That dude seems so fucking legit. Man. He was he really was cool. super humble. Yeah, man. man. That dude is like, yeah. <laughs> he
2: was just sitting on his drums, right? With the sticks in hand. Mm mm-hmm. Just chanting up with us like nothing. Yeah. Super cool, humble dude.
1: I mean, thank you for that because that's, I mean, he didn't have to do that. He took time out of his day to talk to a little, very unknown podcast that's trying to make way.
2: But we are the best. Podcast.
1: We are the best. We are the best. <laughs> we just, we just got to get more. We'll get we want there. more? We we'll get there. Joe Rogan yeah. podcast. I'm coming for you. Yeah, watch out, Joe Rogan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he should be real worried. <laughs> <laughs> should be real fucking
1: worried. <laughs>
2: Damn. Yeah, that thanks, was Blake. Really cool, thanks, Blake. That was so <laughs> awesome.
3: Good in the news and metal.
1: News and metal. News and metal.
2: What do we got first,
1: Mikey? Max Cavalera's wife slams Derek Green of Sepultura.
3: If you don't know, uh, Derek Green is the singer of Sepultura. Mm -hmm. It's not Max Max Cavalera.
1: No.
2: Should be. Sure.
3: It should. Should be. But he's
1: been in a little bit longer than Max at this point. at this point. But, I mean, they haven't really made much headway. They're just, I mean, I'll be honest about it. They're just living off of the name that was made in the past. I would bit. agree
2: with that because I haven't liked anything they've released yeah. since fucking fuck I don't even remember
3: I don't like them because they're not between the bird and me
2: well we know that <laughs> <laughs> that's predictable at this point
3: man shout out Blake he's the coolest
1: <laughs> God damn it. but yeah damn, man.
2: why was she talking shit
1: <clears throat> uh, God damn it I was looking for it I mean.
2: Something about He's making a name For himself still By singing yeah. Her husband's lyrics Basically that's what it is But he didn't say anything Like against Max Or he just He just said that Time Fucking time, the Fucking life goes on mm. They're not going back To any of that stuff It's just kind of like you Right know, keep ba- on This moving. is the band yeah. Right this They're the not band. even thinking about that It's just mm. keep on moving with You know Go on yeah. with yourself And Homegirl like, Apparently She got real offended She liked of that, like that everybody gets a fel out of
1: this yeah so that's that's where I'm torn in the fact is I like I said I already agreed that it's he's kind of they're just living off the name that Si made back in the day but at the same time you gotta make money man I mean I gotta get paid he wants to get paid so he's doing what he's gonna do to get paid sure ain't nothing wrong with it it's not like he disrespected though no, not at He all. never said anything like, this is the best lineup up has ever had. No, he didn't say anything yeah. shitty about Nothing anybody.
2: Like yeah,
1: so it was uncalled for in a sense. Well, totally.
2: She's just a triggered triggered woman. Triggered. It happens. What can yeah, you man. do? J-Lo, Shakira. Yeah, they suck anyway. They're not BT Bam, <laughs> so who cares?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You don't like Sepultura? Nah, dude. Really? Never.
2: He doesn't know.
3: I do know, man. No, you
2: don't. Yes, I do. Name me two Sepultura songs
3: besides Roots.
1: I can't because they suck.
2: <laughs> so
1: just I can't. Who I can't remember who posted. it. I want to say it was Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, but Jimmy. Uh, it was like it said something about Sepultura, and it was like a Facebook um some account, and the name was Terry Tory. Like it no, territory, territory. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And I right. God, can I, I wish I could remember what it said up at the top, but Oh that was, was
3: Rob Sharp. Rob Sharp posted that. Was movie. it Rob Sharp? Yeah, it was Rob Sharp.
1: Okay. That shit was funny. Now Wasn't you it
3: like murder your territory? Some shit, some like, shit that. like that. Yeah. Or yeah. Like conquer
1: was, your. Conquer your, yeah. It was the or some shit like that. It was the fucking lyrics, I think. Uh, if I remember correctly.
3: The girl's name was Territory.
2: <laughs> territory. Yeah. War for territory.
3: There it is. War. There
2: you go. There it is. Warford territory there you go. <laughs> Yeah you would actually Like that album I think I already told you that
1: BT Bam did the cover on it Oh really Yeah that's on the Fucking uh, uh, Yeah
2: so if Blakey Stakey Likes Sepultura yeah. You probably should listen
1: They to did the about. making of Well they did it better Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> And you like Gojira Yeah I love Gojira Which is heavily Influenced by Sepultura Well Gojira made it
3: better So there you go
2: I would have to agree With that <laughs> Well, there go. Uh, yeah, I, I consider Gojira a much bigger influence than
1: Sepultura. But would there have been a Gojira without a Sepultura? No, that's what I'm saying. Probably. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Not
2: we really point. know. There's a lot of bands that wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for Sepultura. Just mm-hmm. throwing that out there.
1: Would there have been a Falling for Days if there wasn't a Backstreet Boys?
2: No, you're right.
3: Exactly. <laughs> that's very true. It. Exactly.
1: It's
2: very true. By the window's light. Like- <laughs> 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 Pooh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Moving on. Oh. What we got, Mikey? The, you're the, uh, one, you're the sis-
1: one. yeah, the System of a Down. Faith, no more corn. Yeah, I think it, it is corn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's was That's
3: all sure. go to Los Angeles, and it's but it's one show. You said right? Two shows two now shows.
1: in the same place.
3: Ah hell, <laughs> <laughs> in like, LA. It's, dude, I, like
2: two days.
1: I literally just saw, and I cannot fucking find it. But They're apparently System of a Down apparently has recorded a few songs. Without Surge. What? Yeah.
3: Shut up your face. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I, I'm not going to even look for it because I just fell upon it somewhere. And it may have been a fake <coughs> news article. Fake I don't news. Know, but what? I'm going to talk about it because we're the TMZ of Metal News. <laughs> 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 fake news. So wait, they're recording. They apparently recorded ideas. So they're probably like rough tracks or so whatever. So what? Without Surge.
2: Why does he need to be there? He's a singer.
1: He's the singer. And he's got to write lyrics.
2: But they're just writing music, right? Yeah. What the fuck? fuck But that's saying it's
1: a big deal because everybody's been waiting for a new system album. So they're saying, I'm guessing it's alluding to maybe they're actually trying to put something together and then talk him into come laying down some lyrics, maybe throwing down his ideas. Maybe. Because that's the whole fucking point of this, or the whole thing between them right now is they can't get along with ideas and it's just two people in that band. The two other people are all down to do a fucking album, so. But anyway, oh, wow. I'm supposed to be doing a Faith No More system down. That'd be cool to see corn Faith. Show. That'd be cool to see Faith that'd No cool. More.
2: They fucking sure. rip, dude. Yeah. They're so good. And Helmet, you said?
1: Yeah, Helmet. Uh, uh yeah, Helmet. Yeah, Helmet.
2: Nah, nah, nah. Helmet, nah. Faith No More, Corn, and System. Yeah. That'd be cool, man. Let's check that out.
1: Helmet was like really tiny on the hey! front. Hey, you got, you got mail. You
3: got mail. Yeah, that was really loud. I got to figure out how to turn that off.
2: <laughs> Whatever.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bam. Yeah.
2: So well, that was about it for that one. guess we're going to Los Angeles for one fucking day. Where's it at?
3: Hollywood Bowl? Viper Room? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, nah, it,
1: <was> <laughs> it was a Coliseum. Oh, badass. Shit, that's going to be sort. huge. Some sort of Coliseum.
3: He, probably the Los Angeles Coliseum. Probably the Los
1: Angeles Coliseum. Yeah. It's More the, than likely. It's where the
3: Rams playing. Is it where they play? Yeah, it's where that the Rams where play. I mean, next year they're playing in that huge fucking billion dollar stadium. Oh, that. oh, that's
1: right. Is that next year? That's next year, dude. Oh, that shit. They got a new one. Yeah, man. The most expensive. Los Angeles stadium show? <clears throat> well, man, I don't know why. It just says stadium show.
3: Oh.
1: Mm-hmm. Bank of California Stadium.
3: Unless they're going to play at the new stadium.
2: Bank of California
3: That
1: might be the new stadium Bank of California I don't know That might be the new stadium Damn Dude insane. that place is
2: well, that's, a, that's a big lineup man. Dude that place is huge It, l- it looks fucking badass and Between system and corn They can
3: sell ah, it Yeah arena. easily Dude I think it's got a glass roof What? Yeah Yeah, no we'll way. look. We'll look up pictures after the cast Yeah dude it that's looks crazy.
1: But Because it, it's supposed to house two teams
3: It's not mm. Yeah the Rams and the Chargers Yeah
1: So they gotta like make it Where they can change it right away <laughs> right away. Yeah, to like a away <laughs> team and shit. Dude,
3: have you seen uh, the Raiders' new stadium in Las oh, Vegas? Wow. That shit looks fucking bad. Oh,
1: that's next year too. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Damn. I bet you that fan base grew like crazy. Oh, overnight. Just because they're in Vegas now. Oh yeah. yeah. And also, we just lost the Rampage.
3: We did not metal. We no lost more, the, no more dollar metal. beer nights. Man. <clears <clears <throat> no. Dude, oh, nobody shit. goes to the game, so can you blame them? Well, yeah. We'll they were probably but... losing money. I'm sure. Guarantee.
1: I'm sure, but I plan on buying season tickets next season. Well, not anymore. No, you no, just no, saved no, yourself some cash. That's very true. Yeah.
3: What else we got Throw that. Uh, next? Didn't No Pants send us one?
1: Did he send Sent us on? that one? The uh, Disney movie. Oh, that's right. Battle Jacket, dude.
3: Battle Jacket. New Disney movie features a metal character. It's the one about the elves and they're trying to find magic. Yeah,
1: and- two brothers and one's a metal dude with the battle jacket, who's voiced by Chris Pratt. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt,
3: <laughs> badass. Cool.
1: So that'd be interesting to see.
3: What did you say that you read? You the uh, Nine Inch Nails is gonna score something. What?
1: Nine Inch Nails scored a, cu- or they're doing the Disney or Pixar movie Soul. Oh. It's a new movie coming out. and It actually looks really cool. Like it's a, it's a weird, type of Pixar, like style movie. And, and it's I don't know. I, you got to see like the preview. And it's a small preview because they're barely in production of it. But uh, it's gonna be scored by nine inch nails. Okay. That's gonna be fucking that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> a fucking Pixar movie. I would actually so, watch that yeah. just because And like when you see the preview, you're like, wow, that looks that's not yeah. like a cartoon movie. It's okay. very yeah. Also so, one small
3: tangent. Cool. also one small tangent on movies. What's up? Um you see who's gonna direct uh, Doctor Strange and the multi multiverse of madness? Who? Sam Raimi.
0: Sam
1: Raimi. Sam
3: Raimi. The fuck is that? Sam Raimi did fucking... Sam Raimi did Army of Darkness. Yeah. Uh Evil Dead 2. Oh shit. I and bet. the Spider Man's with that's Toby gonna Maguire.
1: Be... <clears throat> That'll be, I don't know. We'll
2: see. Be interesting. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I like I really like the first Doctor Strange. That was really cool. Yeah.
3: Well, they lost that director. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. So I just thought <laughs> it should be cool. Yeah, it's pretty metal. Uh Dave Mustaine now 100 percent cancer free. Badass. That's cool. So that's badass. we gonna go yeah. Dave. That's
1: right. That's metal.
3: Congratulations. Congratulations, Uh, Slipknot announced a tour with A Day to Remember, Under Oath, and Code Orange.
2: Yeah, I would take away those two bands and just keep Slipknot, Code Orange, and yeah, they should just tour together, because I don't know about the other fucking Under Oath, I mean, come on. And A Day to Remember. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, I get get
2: that they're trying to, you know, diversify their lineups, that's cool and all, but...
1: I don't know, man. It's don't diversify with them. Well, that's what I'm saying. They <laughs> could diversify you know, with somebody else. Man. It could have been a better choice. Yeah. I somewhere. Can... I mean, that's all. That's all IP. That's individual preference on that shit. But... It's IP. <laughs> <laughs> that's individual preference for on everything. Sure. But I think I would prefer what I prefer would be what a lot of other people prefer, which is not have them open up for Slipknot. Well, I mean, Volvide fucking open up for Slipknot. Ugh.
2: You yeah. could have taken them out. Left fucking behemoth and Gojira thrown cold orange in the mix, and that would have been the sickest lineup of the past like two years. Though,
3: yeah, but they probably wouldn't have gotten the ticket sales with Volbeat. You know what I mean? That they got with Volbeat. Yeah,
2: for sure. But you need to get ticket sales first yeah. and foremost. Well,
3: Slipknot could do it on their own. They, they sure team. could. They sure could. But
1: yeah. you know, that's they what don't need to to do.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's all we got for news metal today. We're gonna move on to uh, song review. Do it. Which uh, this week was the Black. Oh, talk.
2: we didn't talk about James getting out of jail or out of jail out of fucking rehab, bro.
3: Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah he's been he's finally out.
2: out. Did his first uh, public appearance at a car show. Mm-hmm. He donated or some shit like a uh, few of his cars to a collection. Holy shit. And that's I when sh- he made his first appearance public. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, he's back in the mix. Everything's good. He looks happy. He looks clean. Right on. Cut his hair. Looks nice and happy again. Smiley and all that shit. So. Excellent. Because the last few like live footage uh, songs they were putting up on YouTube, he looked like there was something wrong with him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even the S two, you could tell like there was like yeah, a he sat. Was getting S&M. back into it again. Yeah,
1: but so. that's what made it more
2: powerful. It really did, man. I can't yeah. wait for that DVD to come uh, out. F2. Yeah, for yeah. real, dude, It's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, we need to watch it. Yeah, when it comes out, we'll when bring it here. When it comes here. to be. yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to be here, yeah. fucking bass solo again, dude. Yeah, that's dude. Sort of sick. Hell yeah, we're all gonna sick. sit here. Sick.
3: When it comes to be, yeah. We're
1: gonna drink beer. We're
2: gonna fucking snort cocaine. Ooh. <laughs>
3: party. We're gonna watch S M two. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna buy the cocaine? Me. The,
3: the cocaine? Yeah, he's the only one who knows where the to cocaine. Get
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want some of that cocaine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah. James is at a rehab. I'm doing good. So party. So go song on. review? Let's do it.
3: Song review you listen to uh Black Dahlia. Uh what was the song called? Fuck. Verminous. Verminous. Mm. Uh who wants to go first? Mikey. Mikey, go first. The Black Dahlia. I go first? Reminisce. Do it. Give it to me. Jalapenos, how many?
1: Ah. I'm a huge Black Dahlia fan, so I'm going to give a 7.5.
3: Man, high
2: praise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> high, high praise,
3: man. High praise. I give it,
1: Super uh, high I give it a 7.5. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I talked about it already with y'all for a little bit, but so the podcast listeners could hear the pitcast to hear it, man. if if you liked uh miasma or just the old school, simple, nothing much to it, uh but death metal, then yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Nah, nothing much to it. Like nothing, literally
2: nothing much to that song?
1: Yeah, nothing much, like that's how they used to be. They're not, they're not trying to add all these crazy things to it. There was no, like, samples or... Oh, okay. Any, okay you know not any, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Not okay, any, there's no yeah, samples. That and, was super technical. I mean, yeah, it
3: wasn't... Yeah. any worse, not any better, just classic yeah. Black Dahlia. Yeah, just
1: classic... I mean, because well, when, right, when I say, like, back to the old Black Dahlia, like, the old Black Dahlia was still technical in a yeah. sense. The production just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, what they're doing. Like, they're just going back to the old Black Dahlia. They just got better production. Sure. And, that, I mean, I've... I've always loved Black Dahlia Murder. I probably always will, and they always will be the, the band that. I think, we had talked about it before. Like they don't have to change who they are because they, in a sense, they're like Cannibal Corpse, those types of bands, and they're just going to be death metal, and they will be good with playing small venues, some bigger venues here and there for the rest of their lives. But they're going to go down in metal history for oh, yeah. sure, because they'll, they're, I mean, they've lasted this long on that sound. That album's going to sell. Especially now, they got a Dungeons and Dragons, fucking expansion. Pack the only reason for I'm pre-order. getting there, <laughs> So, but um, no, there there's,
3: that D&D. there's nothing more metal than D and D, dude. D and D,
1: bro. There's not. I mean, you write a lot of metal songs off of D and D. I'm mm. sure. Mm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I guess seven point five. I like it. Very cool,
3: Um, for me, it was a solid <clears throat> six point three.
1: That's pretty
2: generous. Of me. It is.
3: They're not BT Bam, you
2: know well who is nobody right nobody fucking
3: is that nobody <laughs> <laughs>
2: especially after today <laughs> i really
3: i really liked it we fucking blasted it right here before we started hitting record and it's just really fucking good yeah it's really fucking good i don't mind the the uh the sample drums because they they i think they blended it pretty nicely it, yeah. it fit um but yeah it's super technical but all the riffs are really memorable. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are kind of funny. So, like, you know, we watched the lyric video, so it was mm-hmm. funny to see the, <laughs> the fucking, rats and
0: roaches. <laughs> <"S-> <laughs> like, to see them crawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how they, like, I mean, that's how they've always been. It's like, they're, they don't take themselves too seriously. Right. Like, the dude has a fucking huge tattoo on his belly that says heartburn. Heartburn party. And, like, I, I mean, if you listen to, like, or watch videos mm-hmm. on live, who, like, all he really does is he'll, Talk shit, no, not talk shit. He'll talk with them and joke with them, and like he'll do things like on account of three, I want everybody here to fart, and like, right, yeah, like shit like that. Like they're stupid, but they're a death metal band, and it's fucking. They're not. They don't take them so seriously. Nah.
2: They did a video in a bowling alley one time. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Cool. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, yeah. You
1: remember what song that was for? Uh, the bowling alley one wasn't that the. That wasn't the comic book one looking nah, nah, No, no, that was uh
2: what that's a good night to have curse yeah, or whatever. Yeah, good night I do not remember the bowling alley one off the top of my head. Oh, whatever. But whatever. Either way they did. But they they do, do, videos do the bowling alley. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, this song was very enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable to listen to. For
2: sure. Yeah. It's not so, long. Yeah, you'd probably like all their other shit too. Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen to it. For sure, man. We'll throw them nocturnal
1: what a, what start a, start with, with miasma just so you can start how I started. Right on.
3: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know what band I was talking about that I I think I got them confused with was um, was Dillinger Escape Plan. Mm. That's who I was
2: getting them confused with. Yeah, very different band. Very yeah. different. Very, very different, different band. band. That is an acquired taste for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some of their stuff is cool and some of their stuff is really weird. But very but math metal. Very uh, just spastic. All the yeah. Yeah. But they kind of started that kind of shit. Yeah, they do. and then everybody kind of went along with it. Oh, that's what thing I, I should have asked uh, Blake. Blakey, what? Because I think they had a huge influence on. Uh, <clears throat> they were one of the first bands that I heard like mix all those genres together and just be like really spastic and technical. Mm-hmm. And then everybody started trying to do that. So it would have been cool to get to his like perspective on the influence that BT Bamas had. On.
3: Well, maybe we'll ask him on June fourth. Maybe we will. <gasps> oh. Ooh. We might be able to
1: meet them. Maybe. We might. Maybe. We right, maybe. Blake.
3: Blake said email them. So I'm going to. <laughs>
1: We're gonna see.
3: She's gonna ghost you real hard. I'm gonna All take right. him some Whataburger <laughs> or tacos. Whatever he wants. I'd
1: take him water burger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Mm,
1: dude, Tell good. him that breakfast burger. Yeah, see what that he gets shit's hard. Dude. Right? God. We always talk about the goddamn
2: thing, God dude. dude. <laughs> a limited time it says for a limited time only. It's been on for like half a year. It ain't dude, going it, nowhere. It man. better not go nowhere. getting that shit going this nowhere, weekend.
1: Man. I'm getting that shit this weekend. Are right, you? I'm gonna get it tonight. What is the way you tell me to get it with the jalapenos and
2: extra hash browns on the side, not in the on the burger mm-hmm. with fucking grilled jalapenos and grilled, grilled onions, bro.
1: bro? Grilled jalapenos, grilled onions, hash yeah. browns on the side.
2: You gotta get two. <sighs> man.
1: I don't I don't wanna die early. Nah, you'll be <laughs> all right. Bit. Yeah. My artery, my artery's already clogging as it is. I don't need to do and it anymore. sorry right.
3: Score, Black Dahlia. Oh, I was like, sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Going back to our review. The breakfast burger? <laughs> fucking <it>, ten.
1: <laughs> fucking <it>, eleven. <laughs> sorry, BT man. <laughs> yeah.
2: Score six. Six. Okay. Six. I really like Black Dahlia Murder. I think they are fucking amazing at what they do. I just want to hear a little bit more diversity. I understand. You can only be so diverse when you play, like, extreme melodic death metal. I get that. But I guess I like stuff that is a little bit more, you know, that can blend with other shit. And you can try different stuff and, you know, whatever. But for what it is, it's fucking awesome. If you like Black Dolly Murder, you will definitely be satisfied with what they put out. And for
1: that, I will give it a 6. Cool. I should have gave it a 6. had yeah, 666. Six.
3: Solid score. Well, it's a 6.3. That's true. Because it was a little bit better than just a nice... Even round score. I got you. You know, I got you. I didn't want to be basic and just give him six. I
1: well, expected me to have a higher score because I mean, to be me honest with you, I think I'm probably a bigger Black Dahlia fan. I know you love them. Well, not love them. I don't them, love I know them. You I like, like them. Really, really I really like them. respect what they do. Yeah. They are fantastic. But I, musicians. I love them. man. I think Black Dahlia is one of my favorite.
2: I love Nocturnal.
1: Nocturnal. Yeah, that's where I agree. That's one of the best. And Miasma. Miasma is great too.
2: They just haven't really. Done more than just that I guess for me They're Which is good. fine.
1: There are other good albums, but those two are definitely my favorites So what do we got next party party? party! All right. Well, we forgot to uh, add this on our story,
3: but uh, this week's who did it better? We had hole in the sky by black Sabbath or Pantera uh, As you heard in the interview, what shirt am I wearing? You were in a Pantera shirt. There's Cowboys my answer There's Alex's answer. Is Pantera boom uh blakey stakey also said pantera sure fucking did uh i'm gonna be the oddball and say that i loved black sabbath's version much better when i would when i would listen to that record i would always skip that song
1: yeah always panteras
3: yeah okay yeah i don't know what it was i was just like "Mm, no i didn't like the sound of it i didn't like the groove and beat i just like i would always skip it Yeah. yeah And I forgot about that song until y'all said something, and I was like, "Oh, I
2: remember this song. Yeah. It's the song I would always skip." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the song I would always skip. It's it?
1: funny. Mm-hmm. I only know the first five seconds.
2: Nope, I don't. It's Cool. I had to revisit it too, man. It's been yeah. a long time since I heard that. All
3: seconds. I heard was da da na na na. I was like, "Oh yeah." Nope. Yeah. Nope. Black Sabbath. All right. Blackie Sabby. Yep. Blacky Sabby did it better.
1: Mikey. Mm-hmm. Mikey. Here's a tough one, but I'd probably go with more Pantera.
2: Ooh, man, I'm the oddball out. Tampora. Yeah. Well, we didn't put it on the story, so who knows who likes what. Exactly, we can throw it up there, though so. so. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, we will. Okay, I'll throw it up after this.
1: Yeah, the episode will go up probably first. We'll see. Oh no, you're gonna throw up it up after this one. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I got you.
3: Go. I, I, I'll bounce this tonight too, so we can try to get this Thank up you. soon for the weekend.
1: Do you like how I found a way to how to do it on an app to put a sample? Well, no, what are you talking about? I put a sample of the podcast on uh, as a. The on the in, on Instagram, yeah.
3: Oh fuck, I totally missed it. I no. fucking
1: found a way how to do it on the app, and I was like, "God damn it, I don't need you anymore, Rocco." Oh, awesome! That's great. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of a pain in the ass for me to do. it. it's easier on the phone in the sense that it's you know it's pretty easy to da all that. It's harder to trim the fucking audio, uh. like because it's this phone. And you're like, <laughs> 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 Your microphone went flat. I went limp. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's harder to trim it. To trim the audio, it's not that bad. I mean, literally. But you know what?
3: Even if you get a chunk, doesn't Instagram trim it for you?
1: No, no, no. You can do Instagram TV. So the app that I use isn't obviously off of Instagram, right? It's a, it's some basically some audio like whatever, blah blah blah, video app, and you just you can make it as long as you want. It's just that if you put it on Instagram, is going to tell you, hey, it's longer than a minute. So do you want to add this to Instagram TV or it's going to cut it off at this point? Mm. Right.
3: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It'll cut it off.
1: Yeah. It, well, yeah, it'll cut it off right there. But mine is uh, what I'm saying is like finding a specific point in to cut because yeah. the way I do is I have to download it when you send it to me and then I trim it to whichever section that we were going for. Right. So and I just do it off of that app. But it makes it a lot nicer because I can do it pretty quickly on that app. What app is sweet? This? Kind.
0: Kind. Mm-hmm. Kind. Ding, ding.
1: Party. Cool. Well,
3: I guess that's all we got for this week.
1: Very much so. Yeah.
3: It was unfortunate that Mikey couldn't be here to uh, bask in the glory yeah, of Blakey yeah, Steaky.
1: Yeah, that was working. You <laughs> missed out, bro. That no <laughs> was working. No Pants so
3: was okay. pretty bummed about
2: it, too. Well, No Pants is banging a dude right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he needs to get over
3: it. I him. think I'm yeah, a man.
1: bigger BT Bam fan than, uh, than No, no Pants, though. So for sure. I feel yeah. like I am. But I don't know. He may be a bigger one now. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, he only likes mastodon yeah. <laughs> and dudes. And so dudes. It. But but mastodon, yeah, was, dick. I was upset, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I'll probably, hopefully, I can meet him June fourth. Yeah, hopefully. June fourth. June fourth. Go see BT Bam. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there on
2: stage. We'll Clean. be there taking it all in. <laughs> yeah,
3: hopefully I get to play like tambourine or
2: something. That'd be cool. <laughs> you're gonna play with his balls. <laughs> what you gonna play with, boy? <laughs> fucking circus
3: song, dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cock deep in your mouth. Oh
3: yeah. What are boys? It was always a pleasure, as always. Uh, Mr. Blake Richardson, thank you so much for yeah. the time. One more, once, once again, that was pretty awesome. Super cool. Super cool. Super cool. That's all we got. Let's see you all next <laughs> weekend. Let's <laughs>